Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett. And today I want to share a word about praising the Lord as I comment on Psalm 150 verses 1 through 6. This passage reads, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with clanging cymbals. Praise Him with loud, clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about praising the Lord today. Many years ago, when Japanese car makers had begun to dominate the U.S. auto sales market with inexpensive but well-made cars. The Ford Motor Company tried to push back against the tide with a new slogan, Quality is Job One. Now, I will leave it to your judgment about how well Ford did in fulfilling their own marketing pitch, but I want to apply that same sentiment to our Christian walk. You see, for a believer in Christ, praising God is job one. Psalm 150 gives us some good words to follow in our task of magnifying our Lord. The first word reflected in this psalm is who. The psalmist told us that everything that has breath should praise the Lord. When we remember that God breathed into Adam and gave him life, I think it is clear that the psalmist's meaning is that all peoples should praise the God who gave us life and every other good thing in our lives. On Palm Sunday, Jesus told the Jewish leaders that if his followers remained silent, the rocks of the earth would bring forth his praise. God's creation is a wonderful reflection of his personality, abilities, actions, and will, but God wants the verbal praise and adoration of his greatest creation, people. We must worship Him in words, deeds, and attitudes, for He deserves it, and it blesses us to express our love for Him. Don't let rocks take our place in praising God. The next word we can see in Psalm 150 is where. The psalmist told us that we should praise God everywhere, both in His sanctuary and also out in the world. Our experience with COVID-19 virus has taught us we can worship God at home, in parking lots, and in cyberspace. But note that the first place we should praise Him is in His sanctuary. We need to gather in worship whenever we can to encourage and to equip one another. And when uh, we finish with that, we need to take that attitude of worship back to our homes and then out to our jobs, schools, and places of recreation, and the marketplace as well. Worship is a Sunday thing, but it also must become an everyday thing. Praise starts in the congregation, and then it must migrate out into the rest of the world. You see, when we take our praise from church into the world, we truly become salt and light for the kingdom of God. Another word found in this passage is why. 
Simply put, we should praise God for who He is and for what He does. You see, God is righteous and holy. He is personal and transcendent. He's omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, omnibenevolent, and omnisagacious. <laughs> He's all-wise. There is no one like Him. God is creator, sustainer, and redeemer, and no one can do the things He does. We praise God because He is great, and He is the great I Am. And as such, he deserves our awe, love, obedience, and praise. Finally, the psalmist tells us how. Yes, we are to praise him with music and musical instruments. But the connotation of his words imply wholehearted, full-throated, nothing-left-back worship and adoration of our God. We need to put our best efforts and our greatest energy into praising the Almighty God of the universe who has sent His uniquely begotten Son to redeem us from our sins and give us abundant and eternal life. He certainly deserves nothing less than our very best because of what He's done and who He is. So how does our praise of our Lord match up with the kind of praise that the psalmist described. If it doesn't meet his standards, we need to reevaluate our priorities. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.